No. I can hardly I can hardly ask. No, he was busy that day. Oh. Nice. You like cooking? I do. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Why? 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 It comes naturally to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like mixing up all the flavors and stuff, and I learn a lot doing it every time. So. Yeah. It's just stuff that's something that I like doing. Nice. Is there a gallery in the back? So what? <laughs> the peanut gallery. <laughs> Say it louder so I can hear you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you? Amazing. How did dogs? The question of if I should put her down or not. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line there on the YouTube channel, and I can respond to your questions or comments. Hate will let me know, and I will respond accordingly. All right? Um, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Okay. Any questions or comments? Anybody had a life this week? <laughs> Only two. Three people had a life. Everybody else was dead. <laughs> so nothing special happened this week. Um, well, not special, but different in your life. Kind of. I'm sorry? Kind of. What? Kind of. Something kind of happened? Um, I think I just... In a lot of scenarios I was involved in this week, I am just very aware <laughs> I can see that I am in this world and not of it. And that, I don't know. I, I just, I really see it and I don't, I don't even know if I have a feeling about it either way. It's just, a, it's just, I really see it. And it Are you working on yourself? I think so. And what does that mean to be working on yourself? Um, watching my thoughts and being aware when I have feelings and um, I guess that's kind of it, being still and just, I don't know, I, I think just this week I would start to see thoughts come in or have a feeling and be able to just see it and realize that it's not me and that I'm not I'm, I'm just not of this world, and I think, I think to really, really see it is just, it really blows my mind, because I don't have the same uh, language or attachment or goals, or like I don't feel like I need to be going anywhere, or um, I know I'm being kind of vague. I just don't think the details matter of all the different places that I've been this week, you know. Okay. Alexis, are you working on yourself? Yeah, and I actually have a question. Okay. Um, I've been thinking a little bit this week about, like, 
how God seems to lighten like a, the heart. I mean, for me in my life, I used to, everything would like sink and everything would feel heavy before I forgave and before um, really realizing what I was dealing with within. And once I really started waking up, everything just became lighter and dealing with life became uh, easier and lighter. And so when I look around, when I observe like my own responses or within like work or family things, how the world seems to handle things in a really heavy way. Like everything kind of just seems to be on everybody's shoulders. And um, I'm just wondering like, well, you know, when you're waking up and it see, really does seem like God really does lighten the heart. And I can't in my life really like feel any heaviness anymore. And I'm just wondering like when dealing with stuff, is it supposed to necessarily like feel heavy? Because I'll go through things sometimes and it doesn't weigh down on me. I'll still go through things, but I don't feel it anymore. And I'm wondering like, what that is. Do you want to feel it? No. So you wonder what that is that's causing you not to feel it? I'm just, I go through things and it, it just kind of rolls off a lot of the time. And, um, and it just will come and go and, I, and I'll let it leave, but I just wonder, like, how maybe and why maybe the world wants to it almost seems like the world wants to feel its weight oh, yeah. on the shoulders and I'm wondering if well that's because people love their hell most people love being miserable and they love feeling things they love feeling good they love feeling bad they love feeling this and they love feeling that and they think that that's life and they will they will curse you out if you try to take that away from them they were like, uh-uh, everybody feels that way. They think in life. So they just, they're blind and can't see. And so that's why they want it. But is it supposed to be that way? Is it supposed to be light? It just seems like God would want us to have a light heart about things. So he said, take on my ways. My ways are, are light. My burdens are easy. So you're absolutely right. But those are children of the devil that want that other road. So you just have to let them suffer and die. It's very interesting to see it, though. Yeah. And want to take on the, the weight of it all. Well, when you see what's going on within you, you see what's happening with others. Yeah. So, nice. Amazing. Doug want to respond to work, working on his life today, this week. Are you working on your life, Doug? Right now? No, period. This moment? Uh, yes, I am. And how are you working on it? Just by trying to be aware, um, trying to not overreact about everything that comes, trying to understand and believe that all thoughts are lies. Do you believe that yet? <laughs> I think on a surface level, yeah, but I still see myself believing thoughts at times also. so. To what degree, I don't necessarily know. Oh, okay. Interesting. I have a question for Raymond. I saw this documentary, Raymond, and I was, little, I, didn't, I was surprised by some of it. And so I thought, if anybody would know this, it would be Raymond. Uh, what is democracy? In America, do we have democracy? 
we, I'm afraid we do not have democracy in this country. All we have is anarchy. People, uh, people are so wrapped up in themselves that they feel, uh, they feel threatened by the world. They have no choice but to strike back in anger. And what is democracy? Democracy, to me, democracy is the ability to rule yourself from the inside out. But do we like, do we rule America, the government and all that? No, I'm afraid as a people, we do not rule America. We let, uh, we let somebody else do it for us. Did we rule America at one time? We did once. How? By uh, rely on no one but ourselves to make, uh, to make a better place. So there was a time in America where we did not rely on the government? There was a time, yes. And did we rule the government, or the government ran us? We, uh, for a while, we ruled the go uh, government, but slowly but surely, we let the government rule us. Benjamin Franklin may have said it best that a person who is willing to give up a little free freedom for a little security is worthy of neither freedom or security. And so is America a democracy or a republic? America was meant to be a republic. It was a republic. A republic is a rule by law. Rule by law, what does that mean? That, uh, we, uh, that we agree to set up, uh, set up on standards and with laws and standards, standards that, we, that all people must adhere to. Interesting. And so did we get rid of the republic? I'm afraid we did. And how? By, uh, by whining and bellyaching that there is no, uh, <laughs> no republic, uh, no democracy. By whining that there is no democracy? Yes. And how did we whine about that? By we were willing to look at our, as somebody else's faults than our own. Oh. Uh. Amazing. And so it's gone forever, democracy? It depends if we, uh, we as a people want to, uh, want to see it gone forever. And how do we get it back? By, uh, by facing ourselves. See, uh, we're willing to take, uh, take responsibility as individual. Or, or as, um, uh, as Benito Juarez once, once said, Learning to rule, uh, learning to rule ourselves. Oh, how you know all this? Are you black? <laughs> I do not let my blackness get away of my, um, my desire to understand. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I used to be. That's amazing. I got all my questions answered. <laughs> I knew I would. And this film was so interesting in that uh, I know I saw. I don't want to go the whole time about this, but it's so interesting. I saw his, I think your hand first? Yeah. About this? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, and then here. Did I see your hand? Sure. No, yeah, did I not? Report. I no, just, oh, okay. Why not? No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, and then um, over there, uh, the thing is, is uh, it seems that at this moment, at this juncture, the left um, hold more of the democracy than, than the actual people who want it. Um, because yes, we then the people who want it. Yeah, yeah, us. What do you mean by that? On the right, because well, 
one thing that I've seen and they always say all the time is like, oh, we have to vote like democracy depends on it, but yet they don't govern. They don't have to. I mean, it's, they, they hold, like they don't even have to work for the black vote. It just comes 90% clip, you know? And uh, well, democracy that, is voting. That, it seems to be a little bit, yeah, it is voting. Yes. But according to the, this uh, documentary, a little bit more than that. It's not yeah. just that. Yeah, well, it's kind of what, it's what Raymond was saying. Yeah. Have well, there ever been a time in, in history that we democracy ruled in America? Yes. Um, Where was that? Before, before the Civil Rights Movement. And what was going on then? What was going on then is, well, you had those that, that felt as if they were lesser than that. No, but what was going on to indicate that democracy was ruling? Well, um, there was a, there was, you know, especially with um, Linda B. Johnson said, well, he'll have. In no, but what was going on? You said yes, we, democracy was working at one time. At one time, it was. What, what was the proof that democracy was working before all that happened? Well, because that the, the the families were stronger, um, things were a lot cheaper, and people could actually be mobile and and do things because. Every, everything was um, was working was was working because like what were, for example for example people had people had um, good jobs they had great jobs and the commerce was actually booming like and things were really really moving moving and shaking because they were believing in less government they didn't want the government being involved with their lives especially oh. you know after the Tuskegee experiment and things like that where they saw like, okay, you, you know what? Um, if we actually come together and we have, our own in, we have our own enterprise, therefore we can rule out the government because first of all, they supposed to work for us. We don't work for them. And then oh, okay. when it comes to the community, we work for each other so then things can, can stay within that. But, yes, Frankie, I, yeah. I don't wanna go too long. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Let me go of to Frankie, yes. So, um, America has never been a democracy. Has never uh, been? Uh, no. Uh, Why do you Ameri say that? America is a, was founded as a republic. Republic is But a, was a democracy working at one time? Uh, democracies don't work. What's uh, democracy? Democracy is... Raymond already told me, but what's your little democracy? Groups of people voting, <laughs> voting things in. But that did work at one time. Uh, you think they would it would work? No, on the documentary, it did work. And so, I so what what's happened is uh, the the destroyers of America have used democracy to turn it into socialism. America, but why do you think that democracy has never worked in America? Um, our forefathers knew that it wouldn't work. They, we had a form of republic. A republic is. Um, the individual is in charge and we vote people into office to do our job, to do certain jobs, and then they're supposed to back down uh, because the citizen is the ruler. It's, it's the type of government that was in uh, Greece. Uh, Who else think democracy never worked in America? Why y'all think that? That's not true. Is it, Raymond, did it work at one time? It worked at one time only because. Thank we, you. Only because um, we this, uh, In the documentary, it did work at one time. I don't know why y'all think it did but, not but work. America, it did work. Yeah. It worked at one time only because 
people acknowledge the fact that we are a republic before we are a democracy. Yeah. No, we're going to make you president. It did work at one time. And, and what? Yes, sir. Make it short. Because I don't want to do the whole meeting about that. It was just, this documentary was so interesting. So if it was truly a democracy, then why do we break up the system so that we have the electoral candidate system? Like, if it's a truly a democracy, then you would just count every vote one by one by one. Oh, I don't know right? about no. And that's that's thing. what democracy is. I mean, but the republic comes in when we separate all that, and that's what I'm. I think uh, we we kind of made these rules and regulations, and so that you know we have other people representing us. But Did those democracy don't ever work properly? Did democracy ever work in America? It, democracy doesn't work in a mental Has institution. Has it ever worked in America? I believe it has. Yes, I, and, I do believe that. It work. I do believe that when you tell us your history, that you you are honest and you're you're real about it. And I do believe that it has. My dad was so happy to come to this country, and he had a great time growing up here. And he sold when sheep to come to America. When did democracy work? Uh, probably up until I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm a '90s baby. Oh. That's why you don't know. I don't know. I have got democracy working because when it was working, I was too young to know it was democracy. I was just having fun. Did it work, James? Conferences? You don't believe it ever worked, right? I, I, my definition has changed. No, not your definition. Do you believe it ever worked? Uh, I'm kind of thinking of it right now. But oh, okay. Because the issue is when we were a republic, it worked. But when we became democratic, it failed. And when did it work? Jeez. When uh, it worked, I think it probably worked fine right after Lincoln, <laughs> 1860, and through the, you know, um, the last hundred years. Uh, um, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not working now. Yes, right. Oh, man. Did it work? Ever? Uh, what is the, I already know the answer, so he's right, but what is it? Is what he right? Is, if, what if, is democracy? I think of a democracy as mob rule, where the majority rules over this, the majority of the crowd. Uh, 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 was there a time when mob did not rule? Was that? Was there a time when mob did not rule in America? Uh, yeah, we, there's. We're so dumb as Americans, huh? Well, we should like know this. No. <laughs> we should know. Most people don't know the history of America. Right. You know what I'm saying? They know what's happening now. They know what other people said. They know the mess is happening. But if we knew history, that would allow us to know the Constitution. And then we can make things work again. But anyway, go ahead. I think it has worked in different ways on some level. But even with the Civil War, the South voted to leave, and the North didn't let them leave, and they fought that war and killed a bunch of people in order to stay, quote-unquote, united. So that, it didn't work then, at that point. So it has never worked? I don't know that it never worked. I, I don't know history, so I don't really know that it never worked. Oh, you don't worked. know history? Yeah. But I, in my imagination, it's, it's worse today than... It, 
than in a long time. In your imagination? Yeah. I am, it, it, see, because I don't know history, I don't know what people, and I don't know what people were really like back then, even if I were to know some history. Was it worse then or when they had the Depression? I mean, was it worse now or when they had the Depression? They had a, like a in serious my, Depression here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> for 10 years. In, yeah. my, in my imagination, it was worse, is worse now because I don't think the crime was as crazy during the, during the depression. I could be mistaken, but I don't. I think the morality of the people is maybe worse today than back then. Oh, okay. The stuff that people accept as fine is out of control. I know that they voted in like socialists and communists back then too, though. Oh, they did. Franklin D. Roosevelt put in all that, all this. Uh, Giving away free stuff. Hey guys, hey, we had a meeting. <laughs> what now, Frankie? Is it worse then, or was it worse during the Depression? The Franklin Lee. President, it's worse now. Then the Depression. Yeah, the Depression. People were moral. People were poor. They they believed in God, and they believed in self-governance, and they did what was in. You know, the Constitution, they, they you know, um, they believe in the Constitution. Today, they, they believe in socialism, and they're angry, and they don't believe in God. So, um, therefore, it's, I think it's worse. Amazing. Yeah, last word on this. Uh, I don't know about the past. I wasn't there, but from my oh. experience... If I've been alive, I haven't seen it work. I've always thought it as a flawed system. What year you were born? 79, February. 79. Oh, okay. Both, Things both. were changing there. Yeah. But okay. I was a baby. So, but I've, I'm an anarchist, and I don't think what he's saying, we have anarchy in the system. I don't think that's what it is. And anarchy is not violence. And it's exactly what he's talking about, is the individual rules themselves. And, and there's like, you know, common unspoken word where you, uh, laws where you don't aggress against people. It's like non-aggression principles. And that's true anarchy, not having a leader. So you, we have a two-party system, right? The left and the right, left wing, the right wing. America is just a bird and it flexes its left wing when it wants to go left to get to its destination. And then it has to bring up its right wing. So it might get stronger at some point but it's going to the same destination. What do you ladies have to say about this? Are we a democracy or, or the other thing? A republic? Anybody, any lady who want to respond? I see it as a republic because, I see it as a republic. Just because I think of, when I think of republic, I think of the individual. How, and what's a democracy in your mind? Uh, like how Hake said, it's like a, the majority rules, like just a mob, whatever they want, and that's where it sways. Well, there a time in America when, 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 when the few rule and not the majority? I don't know. I oh. don't know that. Do you know that in the 50s, the 40s and the 50s, and in the early 60s, that America was ruled by minorities. They were voting in who they wanted, but uh, because they voted in the people that worked for them, we were doing well. 
when it came to job businesses and things like that, and then that started to change. No, Do you know about the manufacturers and things like that that used to be in America, like inland steel, the steel mills, and and all kind of jobs were here. I mean, I. I Think of like we have friends from Pennsylvania, so I think of all the mills there and all the stuff. Like well, that, you weren't alive no. when they were flourishing, huh? No. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. You missed it. I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you? Are you guys aware of that? At one time, there were the, the little people ran everything. They could get jobs. There were car, automobile, cars, and. Michigan and people worked and bought homes and, and they ruled over the government because the government was small and the people ruled the government at the time. Are you guys aware of that? None of you ladies are aware of that either? No, I'm aware of a lot. I'm not Are you aware? Oh, okay. You say you're not aware of that either? I'm aware. So what? I am. Oh, you know at one time in America, Jobs flourish, right? Yes. And the, and the small people, quote unquote, were in control. Yeah, I feel like I experienced that. Yeah. Childhood. Have you forgot those days? I no, I reflect upon those days. Oh, yeah. Those were the good old days. Yeah, amazing. Okay, last word. He had his hand first. Uh, this is just my. Belief, democracy only works when men or the population believe in, God, in the order of God. If, you know, democracy means mob rules. If the mob doesn't believe in God or in morals, then it doesn't work. Uh, there was a time when, in America when democracy did work. It was when men had to farm their own land to survive. Now, Why do you think that... <laughs> Democracy works when people believe in God. Yeah, because if you're if you believe in in God, if you believe in morals, you're gonna uh, vote for what's best for your community, right? Now nowadays, most people they're just caught up in their own world. Life has been made a lot easier thanks to, to technological advances. So nobody really cares about politics anymore. But so why do you just, think I, democracy works well when people believe in God? And, Where's the proof that democracy works when people believe in God? Well, because people in those, you know, in the old, I'm talking about over 100 years ago and beyond that. When you farmed the land, you had to, you know, most no, people you pray said, to God. Hopefully it'll rain and we'll have a good harvest. You said democracy because people believe in God, right? Yes. And where's your proof of that? How many, wait, let me ask. How many people believe democracy work when people believe in God? Don't be scared to raise your hand. It's not a test. That sounds plausible. Uh-oh. Let me see your hands again. I'm sorry, let me see the hands again of people who believe democracy works when you believe in God. The rest of you scared to raise your hand or something? Why are, y'all scared? Why are you scared to raise your hand up? <laughs> you said, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm only not raising my hand because if I, think, if I think back to some of the things I've read about history or some of the documentaries I have seen about history, there was murder, there was socialism, there was, you know, there was all these corrupt people all through, from, since the Revolutionary War. 
since we became America. So they were always trying to do something. So I don't know that everybody believed in God. Who don't believe democracy work who you believe in God? I guess you guys that didn't raise your hand, you don't believe democracy works when you believe in God? You don't believe in her? I, no, I believe. No, those that don't believe it. Right here, you don't believe democracy works when you believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta step up to the plate, we work our lives here. I mean, here. I love stepping up to the plate. I am just really trying to <clears throat> so you don't believe when you believe in God, democracy works? I, th I think it's a little bit more. Speak, speak I think it's chest. a little bit more comp. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a yes or no. Period. You don't think it's a yes or no? Mm -mm. What is a yes or no? Like, does democracy work if you believe in God? Yes or no? I don't think it's that. What do you think is I don't know? No, I think um, This I, is so interesting. Well, I'm glad yeah, I'm asking this. Really <laughs> I'm not the only dummy. No, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> put myself dummy. in that category. We're dumb. <laughs> but not dummy. I, I just think, I've, I've kind of illustrated this before, I think when you go back to the beginning of anything, you have to look at the beginning of how this country was created, and at some point, people started putting labels on things and veering away from what the intention... No, but you, when I ask, I know, how many of you believe that democracy works when you believe in God, and several people held their hand, but... This group did not. I, I think that's and, a. And so you don't believe democracy works where you believe in God? I think that's a like waxing philosophic question. I'm just going to say no. Oh, okay. And you don't believe democracy works where you believe in God? Um, I didn't raise my hand either way because I don't know. I'm learning about democracy and republic right now as we speak. So. Oh, you didn't learn it in school? No. Well, you went to Crenshaw High? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, okay. You don't believe democracy work who you believe in God. I'm on the same boat as Rochelle. I don't really think I understand like democracy at its core because so many people say so many different things. Yeah. And so it's just hard for me to be like, well, I think it, it works or doesn't work with or without God because I just don't know what democracy is. You didn't learn about this in school? I did. When you went to Compton High? <laughs> no. In the textbooks it makes sense, right? But But today... I it made sense in the textbook. Yeah, but today, I don't know, I just look around and again, so many people say so many different things about what democracy is or what it's supposed to be or what it should look like that I just, I don't understand today's perspective of what democracy is. Oh, okay. So and know. you say you do believe in democracy work who you believe in God. Yes. When and where is your proof that it does work who you well, believe in God? Well, I don't need proof. It's common sense. You know, when the whole population believes in the same values, Christian values, and in God, then of course they're going to vote but for all the right things. But how can you say that it does work if you don't need proof of it? Well, I mean, I don't do ifs. What? I don't do ifs. <laughs> What? You know, I'm not, you know, oh, you say if I have proof, you said lymphatomy, lymphatomy, that democracy works where you believe in God. 
What? Emphatically. That's what does a that white mean? word. What does emphatically. That mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, emphatically. Oh, okay. I went, right. to, I, okay. I went to Watts High School. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And where you prove that it works when you believe in God? Because there was a point in history in this country when almost everyone believed in God. We were at that point. Before the, this, before the 20th century. Are you, and what were working then? Well, I mean, well, we had wars and stuff like that. You right. Know, but, but, but most what, people, what, everyone Give believed. me your proof that we were working then. Well, I mean, we didn't have all this mess. No, give me your proof that democracy was working, before, you said before the 1900s? You no, know, before, the, before the 20th century. The 20th century. century. Yeah. What proof in the 1900s that it was working? Well, communities were smaller, government was smaller. It wasn't until the 20th century, well, after World War II, when I know, this government started growing. but give me your proof growing. that it was working when everybody believed in God. Well, I mean... You had more, more morality. But where of course, was, there's always been where's uh, the proof criminals. Of and stuff. Well, I mean, I just go by this what is my so good. This is like making think. <laughs> like, wow, I was so dumb. I didn't know. I'm yeah. just not knowing. You got to know yourself, right? You got to yeah. know. But, I mean, everyone who, the but, pioneers no, who settled give here, me your proof. They, they all believed in God. They no, had to believe in no, God. No, we didn't talk about the pioneers. Go ahead. We, we're talking like, about, and then I got to move on. Look at the time. Yeah. Give me the proof that it was working when everybody, most people believed in God. What was happening? What's the proof? So you're acting like Thomas now when he said, if I don't put my finger through Jesus' wound. Who is Thomas? Thomas the Apostle. He doubted that Jesus resurrected. I didn't doubt if it. I'm asking for proof. That's all. No, but you're acting like him, like you want proof of it. Right. Won't you have faith? No, that's not going to work here. <laughs> I don't have proof because I didn't live those days, those days, but... But then how do you know it worked then? It's like the old saying that goes, uh, people look at the past through rose-colored lenses, you know, when really the past wasn't really as nice as they say it was. But I don't know, I wasn't around. So, so it didn't work It's then. always good to say, oh, back then it was better, but we don't know, we weren't around. But you so speak it and you spoke it as though you knew it was true. Well, I mean, but it's common sense. If people, if most people believe in God, believe in the order of God, and and have moral the Christian morals, of course, it's it's democracy is going to work. How but that if people don't sense? believe in any of that, then How it's not going to work. How that common sense? That's not common sense. Well, they're only well, okay. Well, then, the reason why we're in this situation here in California is because people vote for their ego. No, we want no, the no. To do you this. just repeat rhetoric. Really, you just repeat rhetoric. We need to, we, it's time for us to go back to knowing what the real problem is and how we get it fixed. It starts in the home, right? I mean, and then we go here. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you lost that one. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My proof is that democracy work when most people believe in God. My proof to that end is that we were more in touch with our morals and values. And um, just personally, we left our door wide open, like open at night. My dad would leave his keys in the car. Um, we, we, as my siblings and I, we had no idea what was going on in politics. We were able to enjoy our childhood. 
Um, other families, parents of other families were able to discipline us, were able to correct us when we did something wrong. Our teachers were able to correct us. So that's my proof that um, there was a different level of integrity back then and people were just more in touch with just basic morals and values. And, that, and, and that's to prove that it was working because most people believed in God? For me, in okay. my own personal life, that's my proof. All right. Um, no, I got to end it. Yeah, I want to say one thing. Okay, real fast. Then, Frank, you're going to have the last word. You say this is the greatest country in the world, right? You want no. to say that? Yeah, I used to say that. You used to say that. Okay, you don't say it anymore? No. Yeah, you want your country I back. I say I want my country back yeah, now. It is the greatest country in the world, right? So. No. It was. It, it used to time, be. right? Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right. So my point is that if that is the case, that you would even say that, then obviously in the past, the way it was founded, the belief in God, just to touch on what he's saying, I don't think that just believing in God is going to make the country moral again. Because many people believe in God, and they believe in God in so many different ways, and they twist and turn it. Yeah. And the reality is that, you know, if you are a moral person and you're looking at things in the right way, then, yeah, that would be true. But it's not necessarily true just to believe in God would not make. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the point? I'm sorry. He said that democracy worked at one time when yeah. people mostly believed in God. And I'm yeah. asking for proof of that. Well, Let me go yeah. quickly here. And then last word here, and then we got to move on. It's such a simple answer. We have in the United States the Pledge of Allegiance. We put our right hand over our heart. No, where to? That's are the you proof. saying that this is the proof that democracy worked when everybody believed in God? Most yes, people. one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's in our Pledge of Allegiance. But did that work? Yes, because and everybody. When did it work? Because people are doing it in unison, and they no, believe. No, when it. did it work? when people say the Pledge of Allegiance. When did it work though, democracy? Because just saying the Pledge of Allegiance ain't gonna make nothing work. It's, it, it's, you just it, feel good saying it with your chest. Right. But it ain't making nothing work. Yeah, because the people have to work together. No, when did it work checks and balances. Well, we have checks and balances. We when have did comments. it work? When people understand that. No, 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 when did it work? You said it's so simple. Put your hand over there yeah, and set a place. Yeah, we, but democracy worked then. Yes. It was to prove. Our country is founded, 13 colonies, 17 I know all that, man. What the? That's the proof. I mean, it's in the history. <laughs> but that ain't working. It was not, not working now because people have diluted the history throughout the years. But when did it work? It, it worked when people started understanding the history of the country. Right? What's what working to prove? What's the proof? The proof, the proof is is in knowing your history, knowing the history of your when country. When did it work, though? It it worked when people were doing checks and. Balance. And what's the proof that it was working? After the thirteen colonies, and we had and we had fifty states, in the United States. What what was working there? Um, <laughs> we had <laughs> agriculture. Who? Agriculture. Who? Agri. Farm your own land. Farm your own land. Agriculture. People uh -oh. be, like that's what was that's what that's what was based off of. Uh, farm, right. The farmers. This is interesting. Raymond, you're the only what? smart one in the room. There he is. Um, okay, uh, Sean it. wanted to hear and then the last word, Frank, and nobody else raised your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Does it does it work when everybody believes in God? Most people. I really don't know. Um, I'm pretty confused <laughs> about what <laughs> about everything that's going on right now. But um, you know, I think you know, a representative republic is what America was founded to be—a representative republic. And what does that it's a mean? System of checks and balances. Has that ever worked? Yeah. When? Um, any time before before uh, 1965. And what was working before that? Uh, the representative republic, the idea of checks and balances. What are checks and balances? What do you mean? Uh, you know, democracy is like people have said, democracy is mob rule. It's like one vote per person. So all you need is 51% of the people to vote one way. And, and what the, was working, though, when they didn't have the mob rule? Um, the system of checks and balances that doesn't that keeps the power out of, you know, one person's hands too much. It spreads the power out in an equal way. Know, that's, that's a unique system in the history of the world. And so, as a result of that, what was working? Uh, the power was more was more spread out. No one person or one party was in charge. Oh, and who had the power? The people. The people had the voters. Yeah. Oh, I, there was, wasn't there a time in America where you couldn't vote unless you owned land? Mm -hmm. Or unless you were in the draft? Or unless you got drafted? Oh, that's, a, that's an example of democracy working? No, democracy. I mean, a, a republic working? No, uh, yeah. I mean, we're not a democracy. Thank God we're not a democracy. No. Oh. That's, my, that's my view on it. In because democracy means mob rule, right? Right. Oh, okay. And, and, and the other thing means that few rule. Well, I'm sorry, I missed that. Republic mean what? Oh, republic is the system of checks and balances where no one has more power than anyone else. It evens out the power. Oh, okay. And it maximizes individual rights, civil liberties, all that. Is that right, Raymond? All that good stuff. Say again. Is that right? Yeah. Democracy. Uh, republic. Like I said, the uh, republic is a rule of law, uh, law with the, uh, with checked and balanced key, uh, uh, Oh, I understand now. So when Republic is working, it gives the people more control over themselves, right? That is correct. And then, and, and the proof of what's working is that the people have more control over self. Right. Oh, I got so, it. So, like, Donald Trump lost the popular vote in 2016. Well, I don't want to promote any politician or anything. I just it's want just, to talk about, be clear right, with <laughs> No, but the, the Electoral College is one of those systems of checks and balances. Oh. That just because California has 20 million people and South Dakota has, what, 900 people or something, <laughs> doesn't mean that California gets more power. I kind of understand it now. So what you guys are saying that we are a republic. A republic means that there are checks and balance, and when the checks and balance are in operation, then we, the people, have control of our own lives. But when that fades away, and there's other things takes over, yeah. democracy takes over, that's when mob rules, so individuals lose control. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, Stalin, you know, a lot of socialists, they all, they all use the term democracy. They all promoted democracy. And, well, I can't say anything else because we don't want to promote anyone. But. Right. I don't want to get into politics. I just want a, some nice understanding about things. Because I saw this documentary and it was educating me. And that's why I had the questions. It was reminding me and then it was educating me. 
Anything else you want to say without going uh, promoting somebody? Nope. Oh, okay. Yes, Nick. Nick wanted to say so, Frankie, and then you had that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You change your mind? Yes, Frankie. So uh, I grew up in the, uh, that era of the greatest generation. My parents were from that era. And um, America was the greatest at that time period. We actually put a man on the moon. That would be called the Republic, though, right? Uh, that was because... Uh, Don't say anything that confused me. Yes. Th that would be because of a republic, right? Yes. Because yes. it wasn't a dem democracy of republic rule, and so that's why they were doing all the good things. People, people... Uh, and and is that because they believed in God? They, this is what they said. They said roughly 80% of the population of the United States believed in believed in God up until about the Obama years. Well, I don't want to be promoting was, nothing, uh, man. Okay, 1990s, yeah. people, it was said in America, America is a Christian nation. And, and, uh, and the greatest period was because right after the war, those people came back and they went to work and they made the greatest car manufacturing in the world, oh, yeah. the greatest technology in the world, Okay, I got to end it. I got to end it. Thank you. And just to add to what, tell me your first name again. I'm sorry. Right. Danielle. Danielle was saying, I remember this movie, the documentary reminded me of it. When I was growing up, there were jobs everywhere. I remember a lot of people moving from the south to Michigan and Chicago, and they were getting jobs and buying homes and and cars and had big families. Because in my family, there was like nine and plus four, something like that. And nobody was complaining. They bought big baskets of groceries. The mothers were not working. The fathers were working. And I remember all those jobs. And all of a sudden, those jobs were not there no, anymore. They were just gone. The factories shut down. Um, Small businesses started to fade away, and, and they were just gone. And then they were telling us that we need to go to college. And, we, and when the people went to college, they start building like businesses, like these stupid businesses around now. And then I noticed that, and this documentary laid it out so well, that uh, they are now getting rid of the, what they did was they sent the jobs that we used to do over to other countries, and they call it cheap labor. I'm saying, that's amazing. They would put us out of work so they could gain money, the businesses to gain money, and that we, the people, suffer. And then they start building these tech, comp tech companies now. And so they were getting rid of the businesses by forcing them out of business and, and uh, bringing in these tech companies now. And they were doing it for the money. It's all about the money. And it's like, wow, I'm like, everything's the same. Everybody is the same. Everything, everybody doing the same old thing in one way or another. It was mind-blowing to me that they, were, they sent all the jobs away like that and let the American people suffer. And it's almost like we didn't see it happening. It's like we just looked around one day and all the jobs were gone. And we were like, what the? And then we were scared, now we got to get college educations and things like that. Remember the plumbing jobs and the little simple jobs? Everybody used to do those things. Now it's rare. You can hardly find a plumber. 
And so I was thinking, and then I, I saw your hand, right? Okay. And then I was thinking about how right now they make us fight one another over dumb stuff. Really, think about what the people fight over. They have no meaning. But while you're fighting, they're moving the jobs away. If you have to call uh, Verizon or somebody now, you're going to get somebody in China. The Philippines. Or somebody in the Philippines, and you don't even understand the language, and they don't understand you. I'm like, let me get an English person. But every time you dial the 800 number, it goes to the Philippines. I'm like, when did this happen? It's hard to get direct uh, a U.S. speaking folks from these companies. They, did y'all know the jobs are gone? Yes. To the point that when you get have trouble, and you like me, you don't use the computer a lot, you got to call up somebody so they help you through it. You can't get no English-speaking people. Yeah. I'm like, is this a democracy or a republic? What a mess, huh? Mm -hmm. And then I went down to the Verizon company, and they, they had to go, I'm like, I can't get an English person on the phone. They're like, no, sir, everybody yelling about that. <laughs> so I'm not the only one yelling about it. And, and so now they're trying to put us out of business by bringing in the tech companies for the investors and the tech people. They make buku money. And nobody paying attention to that. Because every time they come up with a new toy, they give it to the millennials. They're just so caught up in it. They don't know what, anything else that's going on. They're so caught up with the new, the new phone, the new watch phone, the new this, and the new computer, and the new that. And you're losing jobs again. And what's it going to take to wake up? And, and so, and then I take your hand. And I noticed that they got us fighting. And I was thinking about this fight between the transgenders and the, and the normal people. Like, they're out there fighting one another, right? Literally fighting one another. So I thought, I wonder who got us fighting over something dumb that we all know is dumb. Right. We all know this is dumb. This shouldn't be a fight. We know a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Ain't no question about that, right? But they got us fighting. They're like seriously fighting. Riots and all kind of stuff happening, right? And I'm thinking, I wonder who got us doing this because whoever got the people fighting over this mess, they up there doing something else and we don't know they're doing it. They are doing something else that benefits them and when the fight is over, we're going to be like, what happened? Where are the jobs? Where are the this? Where are the, how come everything is so expensive? Because the, human, the regular people are asleep fighting one another. It doesn't even make sense to fight over transgender. What is it going to solve? You know what I mean? And so the question was, is it because most people were Christians or believed in God? It, it wasn't, oh, and they were showing back in the 50s and the 40s and the early 60s, jobs and families and everything were everywhere. And you were right. We used to leave the house and didn't have to lock the door. And never even thought for one second somebody might break in. It wasn't even a thought. Crime was unheard of. Really. And if we ran up on somebody that was alcoholic or something like that, we'd just laugh. It wasn't no big deal. And things were working. But it wasn't because everybody, mostly believed in God. It was because the order, was, the men were running it. You have fathers in their homes. 
and the mothers were home watching over the children and doing what they do, it was because that order was there. Even if the men did believe in God, they still ran their homes. And there was no question about that. But when they got rid of that home life, they took the man out. That's when they started catering to the ego of the woman, giving them free stuff and all that kind of stuff. And then one thing just led to another. Now we're in a mess. Isn't that something? I know a lot of people that did not believe in God. And a lot of people who said they believed in God didn't believe in God. But they, just, they were decent people anyway. You know, they just, they weren't like idiots today. Amazing, huh? Yeah. Nice. Last word. And then Sean wants that last word. Okay. Double last word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I think that's why it's so critical that to be awake to all thoughts or all lies all the time, even as it applies to the structure and the beginning of this country. And just, you know, Danielle said it. You know, yes, all those things are true. We didn't lock our doors, X, Y, Z, but we also weren't looking at politics. And if, if you're going to bring up a timeline of when certain things happen, I think it's very critical to look at the timeline of when everybody not only sold their, <laughs> maybe wasn't even aware that all thoughts were all lies all the time, but on top of that, sold their mind to however information is being received without getting distracted. to whatever. So yeah. I think... When you, when you really pan it out and you look at this, you know, how it started, what was going on, and how evil works when you see, so, when evil sees something good working and, and God moving, it's going to come in and create a distraction, a lure, a ploy, and eventually what happened at some stage, and you could argue that where in the timeline, you know, humanity as thinking critical people that are operating and building things gave yeah. over their mind. Yeah. And that is actually the devil, but if you just want to look at it pragmatically and, you know, a contextualized black and white, that's what's happened. And it, it really makes sense that we are where we are because we've lost, com we don't even have the wherewithal to even understand that all thoughts are all lies all the time. What need to, and you're right, to add to that, what needs to happen, we need to come back to our senses. You know, we need to come back to, as somebody said, being an individual. Yeah, we, you we know. We need to, we lost that. Yeah. Everybody yep. just groupy now and think like everybody else and running from this group to that group and ain't nobody paying attention. Whereas in those days they did pay and they did pay attention, and they mentioned that in those days when things were really happening, there were the, the people controlled the government. They would vote in the right kind of people. If they didn't work, they voted them out because the government was smaller then, and so the people had more control over the government. But then that started to change. They started to build a big government, and and everything started to change in that area as well. Absolutely. It makes sense if you look yeah. at it from a spiritual battle because, you know, and I think, and, and people gave up their, their thinking, you know, when things yeah. got comfortable and you were doing your own thing and you had the freedom, you know, the devil steps in and he's like, well, I'm going to give you 40 new television channels and 300 new magazines and X, Y, Z, and we're going to build this thing and now we're going to convince you that you need to do college, you need to da 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 and it just... 
Another really, you have to pull back and look at it, everything really, truly from a spiritual battle, and you have really, it all makes sense. And, and now they're into the AI thing. And the young people getting all excited about AI. Yeah. I'm like, AI, can't you, don't accept everything that comes along. But you I know, have to but pause, I, and right. they, now they AI going to put everybody else out of work, mm-hmm. out of business, yeah. out no, of work. Absolutely. I mean, and then now you're going to be struggling, AI is going to be rich. Right. <laughs> because you weren't paying attention. Right, but I don't know how to what? ring the bell. What? Well, hey. <laughs> AI gonna be rich. Yeah, AI gonna be rich. Cause the people are already jumping on board with AI. AI, how do you pray? AI, which way to Mississippi? AI. I'm like, don't we use AI? Right. Yeah. Write with your hand. Cursy writing. <laughs> Man, when people used to write, uh-huh. I bet mean, a lot of y'all never wrote, huh? Uh, okay, real fast, and then don't shoot it. Nobody ever raise your hand, please. I just <laughs> we gotta have some spiritual talk. Yes. I just wanted to add. Also, the mass media plays such an integral role in our lives. And back then, when things were running more smoothly, we had actual journalists, by definition. But now we have a plethora of activists who are conveying the the news, in quotation marks, to us, telling us what to believe. That's right. But I guarantee you, if if Americans start to think for themselves again, that will fade away, too. Because you got, if you think for yourself, you just don't take AI, just because somebody said AI is faster, and AI can do this, right? The people will stop, the media would change, everything would go back to normal, because the people would come back to normal, instead of being so caught up. It's such a challenge, though, because I find myself in conversations with people who just regurgitate what they've yeah. heard on yep. CNN, and the more- Don't mention a name. Oh, pardon me. No, different medium. Because and we at church, I know, I'm not from, I know, I know. Uh, we're trying to help all I people. I slipped. I feel like I'm just like with a group of friends right now. So I, <laughs> I slipped. I forgot I was in church. Sorry, Don't get people. Too comfortable. <laughs> no offense. Right. Um, but we at church. I'm just trying to wake it. the people up. All right. It's just a mess what's going on. And this documentary made me realize how it used to be. Right. Go ahead. Um. So, yeah, what I was saying is that the more you, you know, and I don't think I want to add anything because I might slip again, but you get the point. Yeah, and, the point. And, and because of that, we're becoming more enslaved now, too. Right. We're, we're so subject to the world around us rather than being individual th- free thinkers. Yeah, yeah. And free. You're, you're right about that. This politics talk, could, I could talk about this for yeah. days. Uh, here and then the last word. Yeah, I mean, um, I think in 1900, two, three, three out of four people still lived on a farm in, in the U.S. Yeah. in 1900. So if you're talking about the order of God in a time when, when that existed, you think about a nuclear family that lives on a farm. And when you say, you know, man over woman, woman over children, I think a lot of people may, may, might ask themselves, what does the woman over children part of that actually mean? And on a farm, you know, four, five, six years old, those kids would be handed over to the father to work the farm. They would grow up with right. their father. They would grow up in the spirit of the father after five or six. And by 18, 
they'd, they'd be more mature than people are today at 40, 50, 60 years old because they grew up in those formative years with, right next to their, you know, being taught by their father. That's true, but it wasn't, it wasn't because most people believed in God, though. No, not And most people didn't have value, just that for some reason they lived that order, that order where yeah. the man was the head, right? And because I know that during those days, people were making slap makers and, yeah. and all kind of stuff, right? But they still had lived that, you know, they weren't, they still lived yeah, and, in and, the right and, way. And whether they believe in God on a, on a, you know, in a right. rural setting like that, where you have a nuclear family being self-sufficient and growing their own food, that's not a, a, a group of people you can, you can control. They can't, they won't right. be controlled, they're self-controlled. They, you know, so those are the type of people who really do believe in small government because they're like, we can't, you know, no one's going to control to add, You're right about it. That's what it is. They, though they were not all believing in God, they couldn't be so easily controlled. But right now, people are easily controlled because they're not in control. And that's the difference, too. Right. So in your experience growing up in those type of... Um, sharecropping situations with families growing up yeah. in a nuclear family. Was it around five or six or seven years old where the kids would be, you know, handed over to the father? That mother, that mother over children, part yeah. of the order, would only exist for the first, first four or five years. Right. Yeah, because I remember at, at, I think, around five or six was when I would definitely listen to my grandfather or when I was up north, my father or my stepfather. Right. I don't hardly remember my mother or grandmother. If they told me what to do, it would be because dad had said do it. They yeah. didn't tell me what to do. Your dad gone now, you don't have to do it. But boy, you better get up. Your dad will be, dad will be back home soon. Right, and now in, the, now in the families, the moms are, you know, reprimanding their kids until in, well into their teen years. Yeah. And even into their 20s. It was because the father was there. That's what it was. And not necessarily all believed in God. I don't really think I ever see my granddad go to church or I never heard him mention God. Not once. But his, his attitude, his personality, it stood out. You knew he was dad. You know, you better get up. Okay. Last word. Uh-uh. Just a quick No, no. <laughs> uh-uh, no, see, no. Yeah. I, I grew up in that time era where, where men were like that, and men were the boss, and... and That's what it was, the men were involved. Men, men were patriarchs. Men were leaders. What's that? Patri the boss, the leader. Oh, but they ain't know about no patriarch. Well, they loved oh, the patriarch. Oh, that mean, the patriarch mean the man leading? Man was leading. Do you know man I never heard that word until patriot. I came to California? <laughs> <laughs> I just heard dad and daddy. They only use it, they use it as a negative. <laughs> negative, because they don't like the man being strong, being the leader. And, um, and, and kids were raised in a family with a strong father. And um, um, they were kind of bright. Um, I remember but I, blame, I, I don't blame they, though. I blame the individual. Because men don't have to be weak. Just because somebody tries to distract you or somebody trying to make you weak, it's not their fault that you're being weak. Mm -hmm. I, would talk, I would counsel with a family, and one of the in-laws is raising hell in the family. We'll come over to the family and just raise hell. And the men will let it happen. 
I'm like, whose fault is it? Is this the person that coming to your house and raising the hell, or you that allowing the hell to happen? Because they would complain about the person that was raising the hell, but what about you? This is your house. Why would you let the person raise hell? That makes sense? Yeah. Stop looking at somebody else, it's on you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Frankie? Makes a long story short. You're talking about me. <laughs> don't tell your business. I don't care. You don't want to tell your personal business. We could have discussed it without saying who it was, man. What the? Unless, <laughs> okay. But anyway, I want to get to the biblical question. Yeah. We just had church. <laughs> Was that helpful? It was interesting. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Was it interesting to anybody else? Yeah. yeah. What did you get from it? What did you get from it? I just got to learn a lot that I didn't know about yeah. democracy. And I mean, I knew some Every things public. about in the 40s and 50s because I like uh, watching things from that era. So I seen what you were talking about, how businesses and we're, we're going good and stuff like that. So yeah, it was definitely interesting. It's interesting. I pity, it, me now, I don't feel that, but I pity the people who are born now and born in you guys' generation. You don't know that those things really existed. Right. You don't know that there was family and we used to leave the doors unlocked and, and when gas costs a quarter, a, a, a nickel or a dime or something, a gallon. Mm-hmm. Remember those good old days? Did the documentary that you watched, did you have to dig for it? Because you don't even, they don't put that out there. You don't, you don't see I that. Find it? Oh, I was just flipping. Okay. You know, sometimes I flip, but the other TV stuff is so boring now mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Frank, you remember when guys were 10 cent? Yes or no, no long story. No. You don't remember that? No. Really? 25 cents when I. When you died. Oh, Doug, you remember 10 cent, right? <laughs> I was a kid, but I, yeah, right. I do remember putting 35 cents in my buddy's car when we would go out on Friday night. 35 cents. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that yeah. went away and we weren't paying attention. The good old days. Yeah. Um, oh, I also saw this other thing about this rapper, a black guy, a rapper. He was born, I mean, his mother didn't raise him. His mother didn't love him at all according to the story, and she gave it to his grandmother. And his grandmother made him feel special, according to him. The grandmother made him, if I, I wish I knew the name, you guys would know the name if I can remember. But he said his grandmother made him feel special, and so he was living with her, but he, he never felt love because his mother didn't love him. And so he started, as he got older, he started getting out in the streets, getting in trouble, and he ended up, uh, going to prison through his youth life. And then, but while in jail, he wanted to be a rapper, so he started rapping. And he was rapping somewhere when he was out, but he would be in and out. Then he, um, he became a real popular rapper, if I can think of his name. Uh, DMS or something? DMS. Is he dead? Yes. DMS dead, right? A black guy? Yeah, I think it was DMS. I may be wrong by the name, but I think DMX. Yeah. And 
and he wanted his mother love so badly. And so, but he became very rich, very, but his life, he was like still crying and he got, he, he said he met Jesus in jail and he, when he would do his rapping at the end of his performance, he would pray with the people, but he would always break down in tears and the people would cry with him. And, and he was saying that all this money and fame he has, this is not it. Why don't I have peace? I have the fame. I have the money. I can buy whatever I want. Then he got married, and that didn't work because he started cheating around. And he ended up having, was it, 18 kids? Something like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Something like that. Something like that, right? You're my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> he ended up making 18 kids, I believe, by so many different women. And, he, and then he finally met his mother. His mother finally came some kind of way. And so, I'm sorry. I, I really love you, son. And they were all kissing on the cheek. And he was happy. Mama was there. And they were hugging and kissing and carrying on on the cheek. But that didn't work because he still ended up going back on drugs, doing drugs and stuff like that. And then he finally, as he made all these babies, he finally, um, they, I think he overdosed and had a heart attack or something. And he died. And I would think, and he went, he, he tried to get all kind of help, but nobody ever said to him to forgive. Stop judging yourself. For what I, they just showed in the documentary if he did see it. Nobody ever told him to forgive. And if he had forgiven, he would have no longer looked for love because even when his mother came into the picture, that still didn't solve the problem. He was a grown man at that time, rich and everything. And so you got to forgive. But even with your father and mother, if you don't have a relationship with them, you still forgive them so that God will forgive you and you'll be fine because nothing will miss it. Then you work on your life. But you got to forgive. And no one told him that. He went on all these different shows. Everybody felt sorry for him and they knew it, but they never said forgive. It was a mess. And he really was looking for love. He had a hard time. So I got to ask the biblical question. Why are you ashamed of the anger and hatred in you? Anybody thought about this this week? I'm going to take this young lady first, Raymond, and then here in the black jacket. Yeah. Why are you ashamed of the anger and the hatred in you? Well, when I'm not conscious, I believe that I do. I am ashamed of it, you know. And why? But because I'm not aware, but when I become aware, I'm like, well, I can't help myself, so. So you say you're ashamed of it when you? Yeah, when I'm in the thought. Unaware. And what does a shame feel like? Like, uh, I'm a bad person. Well, I look at it more like I'm a bad mother because I get impatient with my daughter. And so I just immediately, and I just don't want to, continue to apologize to her because it just probably gets going to like seem fake but when I really have a thought of it I'm like oh god I go into the judging and like why can't I get this right and, and I just start talking with the devil and then I go <laughs> yeah. what am I doing pull back I can't help myself and I put it behind me and move on okay amazing yes Raymond why are you ashamed of your anger of the anger and hatred in your heart or in you because when I uh, 
because I found out that I have yet to grow, rise above my uh, my uh, my anger and yet to uh, yet to learn to forgive myself. And what does a, sh uh, a shame feel like? Shame feels like I'm so weak that uh, in my in character, and some that some greater strength. Uh, Something is uh, draining the strength from within me. Amazing. Okay. Yes, sir. Why are you ashamed of your anger? Hate I'm not ashamed. Are? You're not ashamed of I'm it? I'm not ashamed at all. Why it's not? not mine to have. I'm and sorry? It's not me. It's not mine to have. What do you mean the by shame? that? It's not mine to have. What does that mean? That means it's not mine. Uh, it doesn't come from me. It's not me that is ashamed. Uh, I can choose to identify with that shame, but I don't. And so I don't have it. I, I no longer feel the shame or the fear or the anger or any of the things that I used to feel um, because it's not my nature. I don't want to hurt myself. You know, I don't want to impose horrible thoughts upon myself. That's not me. Okay. So I don't feel any of it. Why you feel the uh, shame of the anger and hatred inside of you? Uh, why do I feel ashamed of the anger and hatred in you? Because it's not correct. It's not right. What's not right? The anger and hatred and it's not right. And why is it not right? Because it's not from God. And so it makes you feel, what does the shame feel like? Shame means like, uh, well, it goes back to uh thinking of uh, what others think about you, that's what shame is, like, oh, you know, what are, what are others going to think about me, you know, if I do this, it's going to make me look bad. Oh, okay. But that goes, but that's also part of the ego, right? But I think uh, there's moments where we have to kind of give in to the ego in the right way, uh, because you want to make yourself look right up. With everyone else, you want to make yourself look right. Yeah, well, I mean, don't do bad things so people won't talk bad about you. That's what I'm trying that to say. Would, and, that, and you said sometimes you have to go on with the ego, and that's it. In the right, right way. What's the right way to go along with the ego? Well, doing what's right. But how do you do what's right? Well, what's not bad? What? What's not bad? <laughs> what isn't bad? With the, do do the contrary of what's evil. Do good. What you know? Do you do good? I mean, working's good, right? Do you do good? Yes. And what is good that you do? I work, pay the bills. Okay. I don't. I don't get into trouble. I don't fight with anybody. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a good. That doesn't make me a good person, but. Are you, are you a good person? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, sir. Why do you feel ashamed of your anger and hatred in you? On Monday, I, I heard you ask the question, and I kind of realized, I, and I hope I can remember it the way I realized it. I kind of realized that that is the fear of my ego that doesn't want to be exposed people to know or something I don't I don't necessarily I can't quite remember exactly how I, how I saw it but 
to some degree, I kind of realized that my anger and my my shame was basically my ego's fear. And I don't know how it all works, but it's just kind of interesting that I saw that. Okay. Yes, Nick. Why do you feel the shame of the anger, the hatred in you? Because I'm a shallow person and I care about what people think. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't stay inside of you. You say it's this anger and hatred inside of you, but it, uh, you know, as much as you can hide or whatever, people see you eventually or right away, but it comes out. And so I see people's reactions and stuff like that. You see the people reaction to you? Correct. And that makes you feel ashamed? Yes, because I care about what they think. I'm sorry? Because I care about what they think. And why do you care? Because I'm shallow. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yes. Why do you feel ashamed? Oh, thank you. That's okay. Uh, well, now that I know where, from where emotions stem, things have changed on this front for me. However, in, before waking up, the reason I felt ashamed is because of my reaction. And once the dust settles and I come back to myself and the emotions have gone away, I play it back in my head and I see that I looked like a lunatic, crazy woman to myself and the person on the receiving end of it. And it's embarrassing and I wind up having to humble myself and go and apologize and it's all this stuff that it doesn't need to be. So it just made, has made me look very crazy in the past. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, right here. And then one more. Uh, oh, you had your hair? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you messed with your hair. I, I, I always do. <laughs> uh, you always play with your hair? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, why are you ashamed of the anger and hatred in you? I, I don't know. You don't know why you're ashamed of it? No. Oh, okay. But you do know that you are ashamed? Uh, I, I don't know. You don't know if you're ashamed or not? Uh, it's a different issue. I just, I just not real clear on, them, on it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I think I'm ashamed because I feel like I got, I've been tricked in the past, and you never want to admit, you know, when you've been fooled or tricked so you know this thing that I thought was me has caused me to do things you know that I didn't want to do to myself and others so who wants to admit that you got tricked by something that you thought was one thing but but was it turned out to be another thing um, so my, when I first heard the question my first answer was I don't feel ashamed <laughs> like no I don't but um, but yeah, I think, you know, just I feeling like um, I got tricked, feeling like I got, I got fooled, you know, that's not something I want to readily admit or like <laughs> um, let people know that that's, that was the case with me, but. Um, okay. Are you working on yourself? Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
And how are you working on yourself? Because this year you got to work on yourself. How are you doing it? Just staying as aware as I possibly can. Okay. You know, nice. and, and I, I really can only do that when I'm uh, as still as, as possible. And um, just paying attention to when I'm having opinions about things and when I'm judging things in, inside of me and outside of me. Uh, especially my own thoughts, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking at them and I have an opinion about them or I'm judging them, it, it really hinders my ability to pay attention to everything that's going on outside of me. Um, so just trying to pay more attention every day. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm very ashamed. You feel ashamed of the anger and hatred in you? Mm -hmm. And why? Because it, it, it stifles um, the talents and gifts that I have. Speak up for me. Oh, oh, it stifles the talents and gifts that I have because yeah. it leaves me stagnant. It leaves me in a place where um, I, start to, I start to regret most people that I've cared about or loved in my life. And I've given so much love to them to the point where I will allow them to walk all over me because I love them so much and I believe in, I believe in unconditional love. And so I get ashamed and upset in myself because I say, wow, why did I allow that person to do that to me? And um, which, which I actually discovered what they would tell me is that, oh, well, because I believe that you're such a gifted and talented person, I wanted to kind of toughen you up when it comes to the real world. And when I actually saw that, it, it let me, it, it gave them more credibility in my mind. And you say you gave them a lot of love? Yes. <clears throat> and where did you get that love from that you gave them? In action, whatever they would ask me to do, I just do it. Because, because it was, you know, um, they would do so much for me, and I had to make, I had to, you know, m you know, meet it at the middle. Oh, so they did a lot for you, and then as a result, you did a lot for them? Yeah, and then... Did you feel like you owed them something because they had done a lot for you? Well, I mean, it comes from when I was a child. Um, I was the, uh, the last, the, the fifth child of my family, and uh, they were all older than me. And, you know they all left the house like they they had to they had to leave my mom's house and i just felt all alone so it left me with a lot of abandonment issues to where you know if i have like a good friend of mine i would try to hold on as tight to them as as possible to a point where they feel they're suffocating then when they leave then i feel like you know oh like you know they always do and i get deep deep in my emotions to the point where I think like, well, Fred, you, they have to exit at one point. They have to go someplace. And then when I actually realized that, I was like, okay, well, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Does, does that make any sense? Yeah, a lot of sense. Okay. Amazing. Nick, I want to ask and then we're going to close this out. You say you feel ashamed of, your, of the anger and hatred in you because of what? Because I care about what people think. And that's why. Oh, and so who is the person that cares? Uh, well, the person that cares, you know, I, I said I'm shallow because, you know, I don't really, I don't, I don't mind if people think that about me. But who I want to answer your question. 
but I said I'm shallow, right? But I already know that I don't really care. And the reason I know this is because when I'm aware of myself and I, the only times I'm feeling that shame and anger and hate of, about that anger and hatred, I don't even notice that I've identified, okay? And I'm, and I'm acting it out and I'm feeling the shame because in this whole situation, I'm just like, I'm this angry person and I'm this or I'm this that. And so I'm seeing people see me and I'm thinking that that's me, that they're seeing me. But if I, whenever I calm down and let it go, I, I know that I don't really care. And that I, I'm like, and, I've, and I'm, I'm like a free person with, with my flaws and I just don't care if people see. And so that's how I know it's not me, the person that, the, the one that, that force that's caring about that. The, I don't know if I made sense there. But, but that's why I know it's not me. And so you know that why you keep going along with it. Because here's the, here's, I've had the same question and that's why I said because I'm shallow. Because if I know this, wouldn't I want to go with, um, with just being free and, and uh, you see what I'm saying here? Like if I knew this and I knew that there was a way to live like that, just be free with flaws, who cares? Like if I really wanted that, why don't I just live it? I'm not because I'm shallow, because I care about what people think. I want people to see me a certain way. I want people to, and that's the conclusion I came up to. Um, to add to what's been said, and you're right, there in, in real reality, and honestly, there is no person there to be ashamed of anything. It's, it's an illusion. You and I and no one on earth has ever done anything wrong. You have never done anything uh, to be ashamed of. You have never done anything right either. And so this, you've neither done wrong or right. And so this false identity that you're protecting, because that's what, like when Nick was saying, he's shallow, right? There's no such thing as a shallow Nick or anchor baby. They're just a person that can't see that they are not all these identities that's inside of them. There's no such thing as a failing mother. Or, you know, how you said sometimes you feel like you fail your daughter. That is an illusion. It's not even real. You have never failed your daughter at all. But you have identified with this idea of being mother, and a mother got to be a certain way. And if it doesn't go the way that a mother should be, all these identities... You're picking them up, thinking that they're you, and now you're trying to fulfill them, and they're never going to work because it's all an illusion. Really, it's not you at all. You're not even succeeded with your daughter or failed. It's these things that's controlling you to make you think that. And this anger is not even you. It's still another false identity. It's the devil in us, and we think that it's us. You have never had love to give anyone. That's why you were upset when you didn't get it back. When they did whatever wrong to you, you were upset because it wasn't real love. It wasn't love. It was the devil hatred, and you calling it love. Because real love doesn't require anything from anyone. It doesn't have to pay anybody back because you don't owe anything. It didn't come from you. It truly comes from God. And so there is nothing to be ashamed about. You've never, you gotta work on dying from all these things that you think you are.
When that fade away, you'll be free. Yes, ma'am. You understand that? Yeah. Yes. I understand what you're saying, but it's, it's I guess, because I'm seeing my daughter, like I see myself. I see when she reacts right. in anger. I'm, and I'm like, wow, that's all me. Because you, know? you have imposed those identities on her too. Right, so in a way that, that I mean, I, I, I understand you're saying it's not me, it's the devil in me. I, I get that, but I still see that I'm affect, I have affected her. You see what I'm saying? But like, you have not affected her at all. It's the same possession as her that's in you now. That's what's been passed on to her. And if you can overcome these images of yourself, this reputation of, of caring about somebody thinking you look silly or not, right? If you overcome those things, then your daughter will too because the light in you will shine on her and she will start to see that she's none of those things either. But So when that happens, I just, like I, like I mentioned before, I just kind of... When I get in my head, I'm like, oh, geez, I, I blew it, blah, blah, blah. And then I go, okay, why am I having this discussion with, you know, the demon inside of me? So I'm like, okay. And then I move on. And I, I don't judge it. I just, but then I kind of want to apologize to my daughter. And sometimes I do. And, and then I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. And it's just like this conversation, you know. Well, stop conversating with the devil inside your mind and body. And inside of other people, stop it. So just, just don't let do it. it go. Just like let it go. Real as, as Sean or somebody was saying, you see it. That's all you need to do is see it. You need to just see these false, someone else mentioned, these false identities that over the years you pick it up and it feels like it's you because you've identified with it. And only you say, oh, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. When am I going to, I keep apologize, stop apologizing to your daughter. You've already apologized. And so stop apologizing because that's going to traumatize her as well. Because yeah. she's going to start thinking, I trust my mother, but she keeps doing the same thing. She keeps apologizing. And she's going to pick up that as an identity. It's enough for you to see that it's not you. Yes, I yelled at her, but it's not me. And, and move on so that it can disappear. It will die. Okay. Because when you argue with it, focus on it, try not to do it, you're giving it life. You have to totally let go by realizing that it's not you at all. And it comes in all forms and shapes and all kinds of ways. But it's not you. Okay. That makes sense. And, it, and it, there are so many of them, too. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been around for a long time. And so we've picked up so many false identities. Sh being ashamed is not us. Just think about this. God never condemned you at all. God is not a vengeful God. He's only love. There's none of this stuff in him. So who is this that making me feel ashamed or making me feel revengeful? He is all love. And that's what you're trying to get back to by dying from these false images. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so stop fighting with it. And just be aware, just see it. And the light will destroy the darkness. But as long as you think that is you, then um, it's not going to be, you're not, you're just picking up other identities and you're never going to die from them. That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. And when I do see it, I am grateful because I know I, in the past I would never have seen that. Yeah. It would have been like in complete, just nothing's wrong with me and now I'm, 
I'm able to see like, oh, that's just not me. Yeah. How many fears do you have? How many things you're afraid of? Um, I would say none. None? You have no fear? I mean, I just, like, I can't think of something like, oh, this, oh, this I is see. what I have. And the reason I asked, because I was talking to some people the other day, and they were talking about how they're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to face this or that. They're afraid of this, right? And so they were thinking they had a whole bunch of fears in them. I'm like, no, you just have one. One great fear. That's, in, that's being separated from the Father. That's being separated from being a whole person. You're divided. And in being divided, you got all these things that the devil is using against you. But once you get rid of that great fear by forgiving and realizing not you, you'll be done. You'll be fine. You'll just start living. But, and that's why, like with Nick was saying, that he's shallow, right? So he has to let these things happen so he can see that this is just another identity and, and just see it and look at it and take the pain of it, the body pain of it. And it'll, it'll disappear. It will disappear. And there'll be no more being shallow. That spirit will be gone. And then another identity will come. And then another one. The interesting thing about it is that these things can really be over with just like that. You can really, well, because we're already free, we can really be walk out of this room free forever. But because we, we live in time, instead of living in the present, staying present, staying present, staying present, we drift off into these different identities, so we go back into time. And that's what seemed like so long or so hard. Because I have older people tell me, oh, I'm too old. I'm going to be dead before I wish I had found this because they're living in time. If they stay present, they would never think of themselves as being too old. But if you think of yourself as being 80, now you got to rush before 90 because you don't want to, you know, you got to get some stuff done. Or if you think of yourself as 80, you think of yourself too old, I'm not young enough. You got to stop living in time and stop having all these different ideas because all you're doing is creating time for yourself, and that's where the devil lives. You want to practice, you got to work at being present. You got to work at it. During the day, practice being present. So you can, all these identities can fade away. You're none of the things that we think we are. Zero. Everything we think we are, we're not. You're really, really not. You're just possession. You've been possessed. So there's nothing to be ashamed about. God is not holding anything against us. That's the devil that giving us all these reasons to be ashamed and, and add names to us and this crazy stuff. That makes sense? That makes sense. Any question about that? You got to let this ego die. And it's only painful because you're afraid that you're losing yourself. But you're not losing yourself. You're losing and not you. And you don't know what the real you really look like right now, but you will if you stay with it. All right? Any questions? Brand new biblical questions. So stop in closing with that. Let these things happen. If you got to face someone, face them. If you got to speak up, speak up. In the right time. Don't just speak up just to be speaking up. Because the devil made you make a fool of yourself in that too. All right. Brand new biblical question. What's worse, teaching transgender? 
<laughs> What's worse, teaching transgender in schools or mothers turning the children from their fathers? Ooh. Easy. That's an easy one. That's an easy one? Ooh. Let me ask Frankie first since I saw him here and then there. We got to end. Which is worse, teaching children, trans, teaching transgender in school or mother turning children from the father? I believe it's turning children from their father. And, and why do you believe that? Because one can't happen without the other. You turn the children away, then you can teach transgender. But if, you, if the father was in the home, that power and strength, would, the father wouldn't allow that. Okay, which word do you say you? That's the easy one you say. Thank you. It's 100% turning the child away from the father. And, and why you say that? Because when you turn the child, when a parent turns the child away from the father, they're, they're turning the child away from God. And if the child is turned toward the father, they won't be impacted by the transgender issues to begin with. Okay. Any other last word? Well, that, that's actually, that, that's actually um, a double question. Uh, yeah, it's turning, it's turning the child away from the father because what I've noticed when it comes to transgender people is they resent their parents a lot. Like when you have a male who wants to dress up as a female, well, he's guided from his mom and uh, a lot, a lot in him loves his mom, but does not like her because of the devil that's working through her. So, um, not to, not to. So you say it's turning it. Which one is worse? Well, we'll turn away from the parents because that's what creates the transgender. I was looking at this movie called Two One Food. Thanks for everything, and um, a lot of them were acting like women because, well, a lot of them got them from their moms. They can't get it from the dad because the dad is not going to reciprocate. He's not going to teach that to a little boy, a little girl. They want to be like their parents. Okay, I, right, I got to move on. Okay. So, but you say turning the children from the father. Yes, because okay. that creates the transition. Right here. Yeah, last word. I think they're both kind of the same because uh, the the mother turns children away from the father. I, I don't know if she's consciously doing it or unconsciously, but then teaching children transgenderism is like a manipulative, forceful, thought-out attack on children. So there's like intent behind it. So I think they could both equally be both bad. Both yes, sir. And, and then I got it in it. <laughs> yeah, I know I keep saying it. I'm looking at the clock. Which is worse? Yeah, I think it's the mother who turns them away from the father. And why? Because it's the parents' responsibility to, uh, to raise their children in the right way. You know, it's not the school's responsibility. So the school is just, if the school is representative of the world, the world is just doing what the world does. And um, like someone said, if the mother, you know, acted in the right way, then the children wouldn't be misled by the school in the first place. They'd be close to the father. It is, do, am I have to get a new biblical question? <laughs> <laughs> because it is turning the children away from the father. Because when you turn them away from the father, you, you, it's like they start feeling the spirit of the devil. And the teachers are not, the teachers are not 
telling them that they're that way, but they are telling them. But those kids literally feel the spirit of the devil. They feel the spirit of the mother. So they feel that way because they've been divided from God and their souls have been turned away from the father. And so they're, and all the teachers and others are do, doing is confirming what the kids think that they are because that's how the teachers feel too. It's the same spirit. They've been turned away from the father and they think, even though they're miserable, behind closed doors they're very unhappy. You know, alcoholics and drug addicts are trying to run away from it. They already feel that way, so the teachers are just confirming in the children what they're feeling. And the non-teachers are like, right? So it is worse, ladies, when you turn the children away from the earthly father, you're turning them away from God toward the devil, and they'll take on the devil identity. It's just another identity. It's the same as uh, identity as feeling silly, or feeling prideful, or feeling murderer, or being Jeffrey Dahmery or feeling whatever. It's the same spirit. It's a false identity. And as Sean was saying, the world will help confirm your false identity. It really does, because they have no light. They have no love. So that's what's going on. And to be out there yelling at one another about it is not going to solve it. These mothers and others out there yelling at the transgender people, that's not solving the problem. The mothers are yelling too because they're lost. And so it's just devil fighting. What the mother needs to do is get her act together and the father stay home and raise the children. You can raise your own children. You're smart. Teach them to read, write, and do arithmetic, but to love them. So the mothers are transgenders too. It's the same spirit. <laughs> it just has a different name. It's called mother. It's the same spirit, though. Really. And y'all, when you wake up, you're going to see, wow, it is the same spirit. The devil want to fight with you in here, and then he want to fight with you in others. Other devil fighting. Stop the fighting so you can see what's going on. Then you can win the war. When you put, lay your weapons down, you can win this war because God will fight it for you. But Lord, you're fighting it, you're going to lose. Things are not getting better, they're going to get worse. They're not going to get better. But we can be better in the world if we overcome the world. All right? So I'm going to have to change it now, <laughs> tomorrow. But that's true, though. It really is. You're absolutely right. Turning these children away from their fathers, the boys and the girls, is pure evil. Pure, undulterated evil. It really is. All right? So work on yourself. Stay working on yourself. You got to work on you. You got work to do. You got to pray, mean to be still, so you can watch those thoughts and whatever fears that come up or whatever it may be, face it so you can overcome it. You could be free right here on earth and the world could be falling apart. People are freaking out about the economy and everything, but you would be free. But you got to work on you. And stop identifying with these things. Those are evil, false identity. Let them fade away. All right? So, thank you all. Raymond, thanks for helping me out with that today. And the rest of you, too. But I knew you would know. Amazing. Yeah, you, and so, work on yourselves, all right? Don't care what happens. Work on yourself. And if there's somebody trying to put you down, 
trying to embarrass you or whatever the you know, evil people do. Just look at them. <laughs> and they think they're hurting you. Just look at them and watch what you're feeling on the inside about it. What you're thinking and feeling. And watching what you're thinking and feeling it is causing you to overcome it. And they think they're getting a life. They think they're being they're happy that they're hurting you, but they're not hurting you because you're going to see that they're not hurting you. There's no you there to hurt. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yes. So don't run from this stuff. Face it. I remember I, I, when I used to do the TV shows, a lot of Fox News and all them, and they'd get all these people with degrees on there trying to embarrass me, right, the way I spoke or whatever. I just let it happen. And I knew I'm there to point the people back to God. I don't care what you call me. It didn't bother me one iota, really. And I, it just made my life better inwardly. It made me a better person. Isn't you sound smarter than all of them anyway? <laughs> no, I don't even, honestly, I don't see myself smarter or dumber. Because if I saw myself smarter, I would have to see myself dumber than somebody else. When you see yourself or think of what, there's always an opposite. You don't want that anymore. You want to be whole. You don't want to be one. If you think yourself as black, you got to be white now. You got to prove you're better than the white. You're not black. That's not you at all. Don't identify with being black or white. You're none of those things either. I would tell you what you are, but the devil used that. You'll see who you really are when all these layers of identities fade away and you have peace on earth. Thank you all for tuning in. I wanted to bring up that first half of the conversation there because it was so interesting. I'm going to start right down where I get this stuff from, too, so maybe you guys want to check it out. All right? Very interesting. And work on yourself, guys. I'll see you tomorrow, radio. And thank you all. That was amazing today. I appreciate it. Nice.